0: And this is where ChiliPad by SleepMe comes in. Its mission is to elevate the quality of human life through cool sleep. The ChiliPad bed cooling system is your new bedtime solution. It lets you customize your sleeping environment to your optimal temperature, ensuring you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. ChiliPad works with your existing mattress. It's a water-based mattress topper that continuously controls your bed temperature from 55 to 115 degrees. It's designed for one or two sleepers. So if your partner likes to sleep at a different temperature or you only need it for one side of the bed, it still works. I just put this on top of my existing mattress and voila. So whether you're dealing with night sweats or simply seeking a better night's rest, Chili Pad is here to transform your existing mattress into a sanctuary of cool, relief and comfort. Visit www.sleep.me/ftl to get your Chili Pad and save up to $315 with code FTL. This offers exclusively available for the Love Listeners only for a limited time. So order it today with free shipping and try it out for 30 days. You can return it for free if you don't like it with your sleep trial. So visit www.sleep, that's S-L-E-E-P, dot M-E slash F-T-L because every woman deserves to wake up feeling refreshed and ready to conquer the day ahead. Hey everybody, Jen Hatmaker here, your host of the For the Love podcast. Welcome to the show. Today's fun. We're bringing you a super special holiday bonus episode to really just kind of get us into the spirit of this month and of this season. We're talking about Christmas traditions today, you guys, all the little things that you and your family do every year, whether it's like we jump into a cold pond at midnight, or we leave our Christmas tree up till April and switch it to Mardi Gras, whatever the thing is, we all have them. And if you don't, then you might want to latch onto a few that we're going to be talking about today, because really no matter where you're at in season of life, whether are married or single or kids or no kids or retired or whatever, the creation of new traditions added to some of our old ones that we still love really are just a way to connect with the people that we love. So we have traditions in our family. Our first tradition out of the gate for Christmas is always around the Christmas tree. We have a whole deal. The Christmas tree is a whole deal. Everybody gets an ornament every year. And that ornament is in some way symbolic of either that kid's experience that year or something we experienced as a family. So sometimes if we had taken a really cool trip together, we'll all have an ornament from that trip or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's relevant to their experience that year. And everybody has their own box of ornaments. And so it's a, it's like this unwrapping of all of our favorite ornaments every single year. We look at them like, oh my gosh, like we've never seen it. Every time it's fun. And then we decorate the tree together, turn off all the lights, light the tree up. And then we watch a Christmas movie. We do it every single year. And so it's one of my favorite things that we do. And And so we're talking today with a really fun guest, a really, really fun guest, who's going to share her take on traditions too. In fact, she wrote a whole book about that very thing, and it's called Life from Scratch, Family Traditions That Start With You. So today, look alive, team, because we've got Vanessa Lachey, you guys. She is the one and only. What I love about her take on the holidays throughout this book, which I got a couple of weeks ago is that she personally did not grow up in an idyllic family with a lot of traditions at all in her life. And so, because of that, she kind of had to start from scratch, which is why her book is called Life from Scratch with her husband, Nick, and their three kids and her own imagination. So, if you don't already know this about her, Vanessa, she's a model, she's an actress, she's a TV host. She's been a correspondent for Entertainment Tonight for MTV. She's married to one of our favorite pop icons from the '90s, Nick Lachey, and now she is on NCIS, which I called CPS or something to her. So I, that was really great, you guys. But she's darling, and I I got some great ideas today from our conversation. Some of the th- one of the things she said about friend birthday. I'm taking this one to the bank. It's packed in her book and we sprinkle it throughout this whole conversation. And I think you're going to love it and you're definitely going to love her. So pleased to share with you my conversation with the absolutely lovely Vanessa Lachey. Okay, Vanessa. Hi, I'm so happy to meet you. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Thanks for doing this. Thank you for having me. I guess this is the way of
1: the world now, is meeting online. Hi, my name's Vanessa. <laughs>
0: I love having you here, particularly around this conversation. We're talking about Christmas traditions, obviously. And you talk about this in your book, among other things. One thing that I thought was interesting, because your book is darling, Vanessa. Like All the pictures, the family pictures, it's so wonderful to get to peek into your family and into your life. It's so beautifully shot. And it's chock full of ideas. So you said in your book. You didn't really have a lot of traditions that you clung to growing up. I wonder if you could talk about that a little bit, what that was like for you. What was your comeuppance here? And at what point did you decide this is going to be different for me and my family? I'm going to, I'm going to run a different operation.
1: I was an air force brat. So what I mean by that is my dad was in the military and they call kids of military, you know, air force brat, army brat, And I grew up in eight different schools, my first nine years of school. And I just remember growing up wanting home and not really knowing what that was. Wanting my grandma down the street, wanting, you know, my best friend who, like when you watch the movies and the guys have the like cans with the string, like the neighbor boys and they're like, Hey, are you awake? Or it's like the walkie. I just never had that because I was never in a place long enough to really develop that. That being said, I do believe in my, my heart of hearts that the, the childhood I had is what enabled me to have the career that I have now and the life that I have now, both in the way that it's made me social, outgoing, empathetic, understand all that we're all cut from the same cloth, but we're not. You know, we all cry when we're sad. We laugh when we're happy. And no matter what culture, what economic background, what part of the world we live in, we all kind of beat to the same emotional drums in terms of all of those things exist in us humans. So I've had so many life lessons with the past, but I think the thing that I was craving was comfort. And so if I thought, well, I don't want to change the fact that I grew up in so many different places, case in point, I had an opportunity to move to Oahu for my job. And Nick's like, well, what does this mean to our kids and their friends? And I'm like, you know what? This is, I think, a great opportunity to expose them to new a new culture and to different people and to, in a way, force them to be a little more outgoing and introduce themselves and, or reinvent themselves with things that they weren't proud of in the past, whatever. They're too young for that, but you know, that's an opportunity as you get older. And when I think of comfort, smells come to mind, candles, meals, and then times of year, the holidays, birthday. I remember a lot of birthdays. I was really sad. And if I'm being completely honest, I remember a lot of Christmases. I was really sad and I felt very alone. I felt very just unfulfilled. And so the mold I wanted to break with that is what can I listen to my kids, what they want and, and what makes them happy and what do they love doing? And luckily for me, my two of my three love cooking. So in the kitchen we are, and Camden just loves, he loves it being about him. And so on his birthday, I print out the entire year of his past year. I probably do 30 pictures and I put them on clothesline with like little clothes pins and balloons. And I'm like, this was your, you know, this was your whole year from 67. This was your year, dude. So great. And then it's, it's there for like the whole month of September. We make it about him. We do the party. My daughter's less into that. She's more into. I want to make things with you. I want to create with you. So a lot of, you know, recipes that are very easy that anybody can find online. I've just changed it and adapted it to, to her and to our family. And so, yes, people are going to read the book and go, oh, I know this, or I know that, or I can Google this or that. Yes, you can. And I encourage you to, and then change it, make it your own, make it something that reminds you of your family, make it something that your family loves. And what what happens is when you start doing these habits, you start creating these moments that ultimately become your traditions, which are things that your kids can remember a smell and go, oh my gosh, that reminds me of my mom.
0: It's so real
1: or music like Frank Sinatra. I play when I'm cooking Italian. I know that's cliche, but my kids are like, Oh, I know this music. You know, this is like the Rat Pack. It reminds me of mom in the kitchen. And, and it, that's, that's what life is about.
0: It really is. And I'm ahead of you on the parenting journey. I have five kids. And they're like, I know that's a fair reaction. Like that is they love not that. An overreaction. They love that wow. Okay. They're like 15 to 23. So I've now seen what it's like when you bake in these rhythms into your family, these like favorite things, these little best practices at the time, none of it feels like you're creating a family story, but you are, you are because they get to my kid's age and this is kind of core to their family identity at this point. This is, this is what we did. This is what we ate. This is what we sang. You know, this is what we said. This is how it smelled. All of it is, they're all simple. They're easy, little simple levers to pull to your point. But all together, it builds this family story that we really just get one pass at. You know, they're only here for a minute and they are gone. And so when this episode releases, Life from Scratch will have been out just for 2 weeks. And so since you came up with or adapted so many of these traditions and special ideas yourself, it's got to be meaningful to see people begin to like respond to what you've created. What have you what have you sensed and gathered thus far from the community, from the, the your early readers, from everybody?
1: One thing that I've gotten out of this, that it's so funny because it wasn't my purpose going into it, but now it's a newfound purpose, is that so many people are open to the vulnerability I've exposed in the sense that I didn't have a mother growing up. And then to further that, that my childhood wasn't perfect. And, and that's with disrespect to my dad and stepmom who are in our lives now and are incredible and amazing, but they will admit like my dad is in the military. So while he was in Somalia or Botswana or Afghanistan, my stepmom was home, and she's like, "And I didn't want kids, and I had to raise you." And so it was a very rocky start. And I've had so many people say, "Thank you for opening up about that and making making the people we see on TV or on Instagram or on social media be more real because we are like I don't have that picture perfect past." That being said, just because my parents aren't in my life, it doesn't mean that someone whose parents are in their life aren't. We all have our own obstacles, and I think the point of this is that people have really resonated with the imperfection. And at the end of the day, you can still, your messy past doesn't have to define your future right. in any capacity. So you have the choice to write your destiny. You can be empowered with telling your journey and manifesting and creating and, and living your dream. Anybody can. When I was little, I just wanted my parents to be together and I wanted to you know meet Prince Charming and everything be okay. And I finally got there, but through lots of mistakes, lots of hard work, lots of dreams, lots of perseverance and preservation. <laughs> I think that that's something that I was like, wow, I didn't realize how many people latched on to having a messy past. But that's everybody, right?
0: Especially when it comes to questions of like motherhood and familyhood. My community is large community of women. And I hear women say a lot, they have so much regret and sense of loss, having not had a childhood like that that they weren't handed that they didn't learn it they didn't that nobody taught them how to do that they they had no precedents for it or no mentors for it and yet even then Rick, even though, no matter how lacking anyone's childhood was you can be The first in line, you can, you can say, I will create something different for my family. I, I may be first and I may fumble my way through this because I didn't experience it, but you can still sort of break that chain. And I see women do it all the time and it's really powerful. And whatever dysfunction or losses that we kind of came up with, we don't have to take them into the next phase. And I think you're, that's what you're saying. And that's what you're, you're not just saying it, you're demonstrating it with your whole life. And I'm not surprised to hear that that's what people are responding to.
1: Well, and it's funny because like, maybe if they don't get that at first, ultimately, hopefully they do. Cause it's not so much that it's the breakfast casserole, because again, that's something you can find anywhere. That's but right. it's, that, it's something that my daughter looks forward to every Christmas morning. And that's our moment. She's my only girl. I have a boy, a girl and a boy, and that's our mommy daughter bonding. And it's something that I hope she takes with her forever. And, and she's like, I don't like potatoes. And the bottom, I was like, what do you like, baby? And she's like, I like biscuits. Like, let's make it with biscuits. So we went to the store, bought some biscuits, and now the bottom layer of this casserole is biscuit and Brooklyn's brunch casserole. And she feels so empowered to have a voice and say what she wanted and what she liked. And then we incorporated it. And now we have this thing. And she saw me making it on the Today Show, and she was so tickled and proud. And it just makes me as well tickled and proud. So yeah, you know, I really I just I can't believe that it's here now, but that being said, I still have a very long way to go, and I think that these traditions. Because I'm I'm lost. You know, I know when my kids get in adolescence, I'm going to want to call my mom and go, "How did you handle a sassy teenage girl? How did you handle a kid that wanted to sneak out?" And how? Did, and I don't have that. And even for my dad, a little because he was he was gone a lot. You know, being in the air force, he was gone a lot. So my stepmom tuned us out at the time uh, for a lot of things, and she just she just thought I was like a snot because I probably was. I was like, "You're not my mom." That all being said, the things that keep me sane are these these things that I do in our life like you said it's like a glimpse into our life and I know as silly as it sounds, it's the black and white that gets me through every season, every day, every moment because there are there are a lot of good in between and there is a lot of hard and tough and sad and bad in between. I mean it's life. That's, That's life. Nice. But we still have to take the time to make every moment a big moment and even if your kids like you know, having a day and, and the last thing you want to do is wake up at six in the morning and blow balloons and make them pancakes. Cause you think that there's, you know, a spoiled little brat. I think you should do it. And I think it'll teach them something really beautiful about forgiveness and not holding grudges, but then also talk about why they're being a spoiled little brat at the moment. Right, absolutely. But yeah, it's, that's my guide. Cause like, um, I'll say, what do I what should I do right now? What should I do right now? And I'm like, all right, stick to the plan. Because I know that this is this is what we do. We always get together for Christmas. Where we always do this. We always, and then in that we find our way to
0: navigate through life. That's right, beloveds. The holidays are in full swing, and for many, it's the most wonderful time of the year. But for others, it can be challenging and even triggering. If this is where you're at, I'm here to tell you that you're not alone in this. First of all and also offer you a gentle nudge that therapy could be the best gift you give yourself this season. Whether you're a complete newbie to talk therapy, or maybe you just need to reprioritize it again in your life, BetterHelp is an excellent professional counseling resource to press start here. It's a convenient and affordable access point because it's all online. You literally start communicating with a therapist in under 24 hours, straight from your phone, or laptop or tablet. better helps licensed counselors have a broad range of specific expertise categories like depression or stress, anxiety, relationships, trauma, family conflict, like you name it. And as you probably know, I do all my therapy online because it just works for me. I know it works for so many in my community too. So there's no better time than now to prioritize your self-care. As a listener, You'll get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com forthelove for the love. So join more than a million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp h e l p dot for the love. love this conversation with Vanessa about family and celebrations and creating memories. It's amazing how much little tiny shifts and holiday hacks and fresh ideas can make a difference. The same actually goes for our finances. I know this is a big category that we can often procrastinate and shove into the back corner, but some tiny tweaks here can start adding up to big changes. One of those shifts for me has been Chime. It's an award-winning app and debit card that doesn't do any fees. Nobody wants monthly service fees or transfer fees or the dreaded overdraft fees, because those really do add up. Overdraft fees, by the way, have really gotten out of hand. Did you know that in 2019, traditional banks took $11 billion in overdraft fees, but not at China. They do things differently, and as a result, your online checking account doesn't cost you money. Chime has saved its members more than $10 billion in overdraft fees with SpotMe fee-free overdraft. Eligible members can overdraft up to $200 on debit card purchases and cash withdrawals with absolutely no fees. There's so much more to love about Chime, too, because they were founded on the premise that basic banking services should be helpful, easy, and free. So join the millions of Americans already loving Chime. Sign up takes about two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. So get started today at chime.com slash for the love chime.com slash for the love banking services provided by and debit card issued by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA members FDIC spot me eligibility requirements apply overdraft only applies to debit card purchases and cash withdrawals limits start at $20 and may be increased up to $200 by chime. CHIME member overdraft fee savings based on eligible members use of SpotMe, the $33 average overdraft fee, overdraft fee data based on Bank Rate Checking Account Survey, and CRL June 2020 overdraft fees report. One of the things that was super fun to read about, and this isn't holiday related, is that you and Nick have a date night tradition that you swear by. Can you talk about it a little bit, like what it is and if we can steal it? <laughs> I just love how you're like, and then can we steal it? We <laughs> steal
1: all of the things from the book. Yes. Well it's kind of so the general idea is the date night tradition that I swear by. But the, the detailed part of it is we share a birthday. And so every year we make it a point to go do something together. No kids, no friends. And by do something, I mean like go get a hotel room, spend the day at the pool, do whatever. If we want to lay by the pool with cocktails, or go on a hike or an adventure, but it's just us. And and sometimes we have to force it, especially with three kids and two working schedules and travel. But also sometimes we have to force date night. And I'm like, how does next Friday? He's like, well, I don't know. You know, there was a game on, and I'm like, okay. Well, the next two Fridays I'm busy, and then this Friday you can't. So we have to make this happen. And sometimes there's a lot of hemming and hawing and then we get the sitter and then we get cozy and we're like, man, I really don't want to go out right now. But then we do. And every time we do, whether it is just a date night or our birthday getaway for a night, we reconnect and we tune out the noise and we just are present and we turn towards each other and we listen. And it's not about going out because you have to, you kind of, you have to force things at first and then they become that positive habit and then they become... The way you live, and so yeah, it is forcing it at first, and it, and it's forcing it to say no phones, and then it's forcing it to say, hey, we're not going to go down this road. We're not going to talk about school. Like, let turn it around. Let's talk about us, or let's talk about you know something else positive. And then now our birthday tradition is second nature. We just know we go and we both shut out, and anything goes, and we have the best time. Date nights, we still have to learn how to train ourselves to not be on our phones totally right here, and not always talk about the kids kids Talk yeah. about that. It's our life, but that's our time to be a yeah. couple. I mean, it that's started good. with us, right?
0: That's right. And it'll end with you.
1: They'll and leave. <laughs> They'll leave
0: and it'll still be the two of you. I love that. That's your value. And I also love that you are honest about it because it's not as if, it's always easy. It's not easy to get away on a date night. It isn't. You've got to solve for babysitting and it's a whole deal. It's never, ever super convenient. It's not just that some people have an easy go of that and other people really have to work to make it work. It's work, but it's work that's worth it. And the the payment, the ROI on that kind of investment, that's a long-term investment. It's hard to like log zero investment for a really long time and then try to dump it all at the end. It just won't stick. So this is one of my favorite things that you say. I know Thanksgiving has just passed, but for a lot of people, Thanksgiving or even Christmas, like the feast, the gathering, this is this is go time. Like we're in it. This is Mecca. So for you, because this is a, one of your things, you're good at this. How do you work through all the steps required to put together like a big gathering like that? Really any dinner without losing your Mine <laughs> and still finding a way to connect with the people that you've brought in where you're not just in the weeds, because sometimes I can get in the weeds and forget to have fun, forget
1: to even talk to anybody. I thought, like, what is it about? And I was always like, I'm a type A and I'm a control freak. So I was like, I want to host the perfect Thanksgiving and I want to do everything top to bottom. And so they can all be like, Oh, Vanessa, you did it. Meanwhile, I'm a mess. Totally. or like heating up and then that yeah. night and after and I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah, totally. Who am I trying to impress? And so it just came down to my friends and my friends for a reason, not because they want to come to this house and like expect this thing. It's because they want to be with me and my husband and our our company. So I know it sounds really easy, but again, that's what I love about the book is maybe I'm saying something that someone's like, Oh yeah. Don't be afraid to ask for help. The fact that your friends are coming to your house and not their house, let's just say you're hosting. I make the menu and I'm like, guys, let's all, cause they all say, what can I bring? And you go, we're good. We're good. No, no, no. What can I bring? All right. I'm going to send out an email. So I'll do the Turkey along with the Turkey comes the gravy. What we need. Cause we all like a traditional Thanksgiving on my friends and family circle. We need mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, green bean, Brussels sprout, mac and cheese to go with the ham that I order. And then some rolls and, and some wine. So for the people that want to cook, they're like, oh my gosh, I want to try this new corn recipe. I'm like, bring it girl. And then for someone who doesn't, they're like, can I bring the rolls and the wine? I'm like, bring it girl. And then someone else is like, Ooh, I think I've never done a Brussels sprout recipe, but I want to try one. Can I bring that? I'm like, try it. This is the time to try it. Totally. So, so while everyone's still doing a potluck, it's actually an organized potluck so that you don't have like lasagna and then beef stew and then a turkey. It's not a hodgepodge. It's, it's one uh, meal. It's cohesive. It. Uh-huh. And then they come and they're so proud to bring something because they're like, okay, I'm not empty handed. I can use your, you know, I can drink your wine, eat your food, make a mess because I contributed. And I found that they took such pride in like contributing to the meal or desserts, bringing pies for people who don't want to cook. I just, I really opened it up to accepting help and it's made it so much more fun because all I have to do is, is my things and I prep them before. And that's all I'm responsible for. And if someone doesn't, bring something, they always find a way to figure it out and bring something else that's in that vein of it. And everyone's responsible for their things. And so it just ends up being a lot more fun. Everyone's there to clean up because they have dirty too, and they want that casserole dish. They don't want to leave it at my house. So it's fun just to get everybody involved. And that's what it's about. Yeah. And
0: it's funny when that happens, that's our approach as well. Nothing is sacrifice. Like you don't miss any of the good parts of the thing. Just because you didn't put your finger on every single bite that everyone is taking for whatever credit, I don't even know why we want that in the first place because I'm just like that. I did that for a lot of years too because I wanted to be awesome. And everyone's like, this is incredible. How do you do it? You're like... <laughs> right, right. the wine. I'm pissed. I'm like, oh, I'm pissed and I'm resentful. I wish all we all would leave. Like, <laughs> it's like complete sabotage on what's supposed to be just a day of connection. And so I, the way that I always think and tell my kids to learn to think is how can we make this easy? Is there some way that whatever the thing is in front of us, is there an easy way through it where we're, we're making it too hard. And that applies to a million things where we're just overcomplicating some things for no reason. And so this is one of them. So Christmas is obviously here. You have a simple like gift giving formula that you use in your friend group every year, because honestly Buying gifts is hard, especially for the adult women in our lives who buy what they want. They get, if they want it, they buy it. So tell us about this idea.
1: So my girlfriends and I, we finally decided to, in our group, get everybody the same gift that year. That actually includes Christmas. We just don't do Christmas because we do our birthday. So for example, and I have a couple different groups of girlfriends and those couple different groups have different things. But in in the book, I speak about this one group of girls and there's six of us. And we wanted to gift each other a piece of jewelry because this group of girls likes jewelry. Very dainty, beautiful, easy jewelry. And the first year it was a little necklace. It's actually the necklace I'm wearing on the cover of the book and it's a tiny heart. And recently it was confiscated by my daughter, Brooklyn, because I've been traveling for the book. And I love that. I'm like, did this just turn into like a thing?
0: You know what I mean?
1: She was like, mommy, I have your heart. And I'm like, yes, you
0: do always. Yeah, Yeah, I love love that. that one. So, that.
1: we got my one girlfriend one, but we got it in rose gold. And we're like, "Man, I'm going to get that. I'm going to go get that. Where'd you get that?" Okay, we're going to get that. And I was like, "Ooh, I like it, but I'd like it in yellow gold." And my one girl's like, "I like silver." So then we were like, "Why don't we just get it for each other?" Cuz we all pitched in to get it for her, and I think we all pitched in like 45 bucks. Which if you get five girls to pitch in, whether it's 20 bucks or 50 bucks or if some people want to go crazy, it's 100, whatever it is, all of you pitch in, it ends up being a nice chunk of That's money. A nice gift. So we get the same thing. So then we essentially have like friendship jewelry. So when it came to November, I was like, I know what I'm getting. Not only really does, it, does it keep us together with the jewelry, but it also forces us to celebrate our birthday because it's like, you can't miss it. We have to see Vanessa. And sometimes it's not exactly on my birthday, but it's like within the month before or after we have to get together for her birthday, give her the gift. And then we also have a girl's dinner. That's something that has taken a lot of stress out of we, all of my girlfriends and I are moms, working moms. And it's really nice at Christmas time to not go, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Or even at birthday times, like, what are you going to get, Jen? Well, I don't know. Well, last year I got our cans. Well, should we all pitch in? Well, what if you and I pitch in? Well, so and so is going to be upset, but she didn't pitch in, and then she's going to want to get in on it. So now we all just pitch in the same amount and get the same thing. And
0: every year it changes. This is so smart. and so sweet like what a sweet little connection that you have year
1: after year yes and then we got a ring one year and my one girlfriend she's from Dallas she's like can we up the price because I really want to get this other ring and we're like all right listen we're coming out of quarantine times are a little crazy let's pump our (laughs) brains.
0: I really really love that idea my girlfriends are my life my absolute life. And we love to celebrate each other too. And that is just wonderful, perfect. It's easy. Like, how can we make this easy, but still so special and so connected? Great stories are powerful, right? That's why I love this podcast. We get to hear people from all walks of life talking about their obstacles and their wins. And you know, another place we get to do that? The Jen Hatmaker Book Club. And I want you to join today, because if you love this podcast, you're going to love the book club. Here's the deal. Each month, we'll dive into a fantastic book, and we read all kinds of stuff, fiction, memoirs, self-help, all of it. Every single book is something I have read and loved, and I just know you will too. After you sign up, every month, I'll send you a box with the book and other fun treats, Plus, your membership comes with a whole slew of perks. You get resources like reading plans, weekly summaries, discussion questions. Plus, you get tons of exclusive community stuff. You get access to our private Facebook group where you can connect with me and all your fellow members. And there's a monthly Facebook live chat session with me and sometimes some surprise guests. Sometimes I pop into the Zoom meetings of our local chapters, which is always delightful. Plus, we do some cool stuff with the book's author. They curate these awesome Spotify playlists just for us. Plus, I record a podcast with the author or another special guest, and we talk about the book. It is an incredible way to cap it all off. And you know what makes a book club great? The people. This community is the kindest, most supportive group you can possibly imagine. So sign up today at jenhatmakerbookclub.com. We are here waiting to welcome you into the sisterhood with open arms. So join us at ginhatmakerbookclub.com today. Okay, back to our show. Okay, I have one more question for you. Let's talk about New Year's real quick. I've always found New Year's like a pressure cooker a little bit. It's just so much hype that we're supposed to be living up to. And I'm old. I'm like, okay, God, is this, are these still rules? <laughs> like, do we have a different set of rules when we get over 40? Like, what's the question here? So there's just pressure to ring it in, but we've just also come off Thanksgiving and we've come off kind of worn out. So how do we take the pressure off ourselves here to not necessarily have some grandiose New Year celebration? Although if we want that, we can have that. And maybe bring in the new year in a way that's meaningful and kind of sets the tone for, for 2022.
1: Well, I think, so this, when I wrote about this and what we do, it's because I have kids. And I think that's probably the number one thing is people are like, my kids. And people without kids don't get it. And I get it. Trust me. There was time when I didn't have kids and I was like, come on, get a sitter. Do you know how hard it is to get a reliable sitter on New Year's Eve? It just ended up like becoming this huge stress. And we just finally said, like, we have, that's why I think we do other parties, whether it's our holiday party or an ugly sweater party, because come new year, there's all this pressure when you can just have a great new year's Eve in, which we do do, but we still want to celebrate with our kids. So one of my girlfriends four or five years ago introduced me to new year's Eve. So at 12 PM, you can celebrate with the kids and your other friends and family that have kids. So we had everyone over and I had a huge ball drop and at eleven fifty nine AM. So we got a donut truck and then you can have mimosas for the parents. So they're there, but they're there with their kids. Cause they, they have to, you can't like when you have kids, you actually love your kids and like your kids and, and, and do want to, you know, see them for the most part. I know some parents are watching. this like, I want to get away, but it's not always easy. Cause you don't have family in town or you don't have sitters. So, New Year's Eve lets the whole family celebrate. The kids are having fun in the bounce house or whatever they're doing, whatever you decide to do for your party. And then at noon, you do 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, Happy New Year. And it still is, you know, December 31st. It still is New Year. You have a great time. You, you're there with the kids. You're a little worn out. And you're like, thank you for this, Vanessa. Then they go home and then they get their kids a bath, put them in bed. And then you're just sitting there with your significant other and you don't feel like a loser not celebrating but you can just put the ball on and just watch it and be like, we had a good day and it's going to be a good new year. And we're not going to be hungover tomorrow when our kids are up at six 30 in the morning. And
0: which they will be,
1: they will be. So I think it's just finding ways to reinvent celebrating and not have to constantly feel like you need to fit into the mold of what we were all, we all thought and were taught growing up, you know, like we always thought it was this glamorous new year's Eve and like the sequins dress out and like the makeup and hair extensions. And meanwhile, you're like, I can do that on maybe my birthday when it's easier to get a sitter or like on a date night, but for new year's Eve, if, if you stay in, that's okay. Do something else and, and ring it in more meaningful.
0: Well, I love it. So for everybody listening, there are a million ideas like this in Vanessa's book. Like this is what the whole thing is, is yes, it centers around traditions and rhythms and family practices, but really like it, it's beating heart core. It's about being connected to your people. And so finding the ways to like speak one another's love languages and to create memories together. That's what this is. And so it's fantastic. They can get it anywhere books are sold, right? Vanessa
1: books, books are sold.
0: Yep, exactly. Go get it. This is the perfect time, not too late, to create any new rhythms, to replace any ones that aren't working for us anymore. If they're stressful, how could we reimagine it? This is this is your idea book, you guys. And it's also beautiful, gorgeous photography. It's fantastic. Well done, you. It's a it's wonderful. Did
1: you have fun writing it? I had so much fun. What I didn't realize is how much of it I think, like even when I was talking to my agent or my publisher, I was like, that's just something we do. And she goes, No, but that's a great idea that people don't really do. I'm like, really? It just to me, like you said, it's kind of a glimpse into our life, and I love that. And so, writing it, there's so much more that we do, but just writing it and seeing it and breaking it up into seasons, and then kind of looking back in like a proud mom moment, going, "Man, we did do this,"
0: and we did yes, create. absolutely, absolutely. Nobody will ever take that from you. It's fantastic. Hey, thank you so much for coming on the show. I am, um, I'm so happy to have met you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Great to meet you. Holiday season. Thanks you too. Okay, guys, traditions, they're ours to make, they're ours to keep, they're ours to change, they are ours to alter if we need to, and they're ours to start. So if you would love some more great ideas, you're definitely going to look up Vanessa's book, Life from Scratch, and it's on sale everywhere. You can get it anywhere you want. It's like warm and heartfelt and so sweet to see inside their darling little family. So I'm super glad she came on for this bonus episode today, you guys very, very, very merry, merry, merry Christmas and holidays to you. And here in the podcast world, we sure do love bringing you great guests and great conversations. And I hope you love this one too. See you next week.